Welcome to a Business Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm Christian Lavolsi and I'm really grateful to be here today to share this episode with you. To all the business owners and entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers, and everyone else in between, this podcast was designed for you. Today's episode is about value creation through strategy. Now, I'll explain what strategic thinking is and the benefits of a strategic plan. I will also cover the strategic planning process for an SME and how to consider risk and the tools for implementing, measuring, monitoring, and reviewing your plan. So stay tuned and listen up because today's episode will help you rewrite your future. Strategic thinking is how people think about assess, view, and create the future for themselves and others. It's about being able to envisage new solutions to old problems and constantly reinventing your views in unique ways to benefit your company's purpose. It's a mental process applied in the context of achieving success in a game, in business, or any other endeavor. It's to innovate and imagine new and different futures, now potentially leading the company to redefine its core strategies or even industry. Now, strategic thinking is imperative to our success or failure, and this is very relevant right now. So why is strategic thinking so important? Well, having advised over 500 companies across 18 countries, I have seen many common pitfalls, and some I have personally experienced in my very own business journey. So from my observations and experience, Business owners and C-suite executives too often get caught up in the day-to-day running of the business. They spend a lot of time working in the business and they become internally focused and most of the planning is often short-term. So for this reason, strategic thinking is important because it forces you to take a big picture view, one from a helicopter where you can hover above at controlled distance and speed. Strategic thinking is future orientated. It considers risk and return and requires an inquisitive mind that is constantly questioning. This is one of many reasons a lot of good companies have strategic advisors. It provides them or it provides the business owners and the executives someone independent to draw them back out of the common pitfalls. Strategic thinking can be taught. You are not simply born with it. I have had the privilege of serving hundreds of clients and despite most of them being convinced that they did not possess the power of strategic thinking, they all quickly realized that following six simple steps, they all acquired the skill to become strategic thinkers. These steps are no secret. So for you to become a better strategic thinker, you must do this. Schedule time to think and reflect. Take a helicopter view from time to time. Build your curiosity and exposure to new things. Value diversity. This is so important. Practice thinking, approaching situations, challenges, and the future in different ways. And be open to creative, inventive, and innovative ways and ideas. Now now that we've covered what strategic thinking is and why it's important, and also how you can become a better strategic thinker, it's critical to explain what strategic planning is. Now, keeping it simple, strategic planning is the process of selecting goals and developing a way to achieve them. 
Strategic planning helps a, a business to understand where it is now, where it is going, and what it needs to do to get there. It's often long-term and uncertain. It is an interrogative process where different ways to achieve the goal or goals are considered, tried, and redefined in an effort to become more effective. It's not absolutely clear, if it's not absolutely clear yet, the absolute purpose of a strategic plan is to provide you with a roadmap for growth to achieve your goals. In all my years of serving people, the singular most obvious reason for failure is not having this roadmap. Just because it's in your head, and for most people, this is where it resides, it doesn't mean that you can articulate it, follow it, and more importantly, instruct others to follow you. Organizations exist to achieve a goal or goals. Why did you start your business? Why are you considering starting a company? And why did you choose to take this role as an executive? There is always a deep why, and often it's supported by a goal or a series of goals. It's beyond just our ambition. The strategic planning cycle is a continuous flow, starting a formulation and moving through to approval, implementation, and review. Previously, strategic plans would be between three to five years. However, with the fast-paced global economy and advancements in technology, supply chain, and communication, it's now usually 18 months to three years. Now, ultimately, it depends on what it is right, what is right for each business, and you should always consider the speed of, for growth, the rate of change in technology, and the industry and environment when deciding the length. If you are feeling overwhelmed, please don't be. Stay with me because I'm about to share with you what a strategic plan should look like and I will give you some awesome tools to help you on your journey. Now, a strategic plan for SMEs and high growth firms needs to be based on 12 months to two years because of the speed of change and growth. It requires two short working documents, a one page plan to summarize, focus and share and an action plan to implement. Now this can be in the format of PowerPoint, Excel or Word. These need to be focused on what you need to be doing now and in the immediate future, not aspirational. However, it does need to consider the longer term view. Please be aware that a good plan implemented right now is better than a perfect plan implemented in the future because there is no substitute for speed. A good strategic plan must also have KPIs to measure and monitor the achievements of the strategic goals, and this forms the basis for our reporting. Now, earlier I talked about the strategic planning cycle and how it's a continuous flow, but what I didn't mention is what goes into each stage, and the most critical stage is formulation. During formulation, you must confirm your vision, purpose, and goals. If you can't do it on your own, hire a facilitator or advisor with the experience in strategic planning. This is super valuable and too often overlooked. It's a sound investment that will reward you, your team, and your business. Start by reviewing and understanding your current position and performance. And I strongly suggest that you use a SWOT analysis and Porter's five forces model to assist you during this process. It's in the formulation process that you develop the strategy and establish the KPIs. A common mistake I see in organizations uh, is that they skip formulating KPIs or do not invest sufficient time to ensure they've critically analyzed the measurement tools that they require to monitor and review the strategic outcomes, 
from exactly the plan that they've created. So don't get caught up in the gratification of execution and implementation before you have measurement tools to understand if you're actually achieving the plan that you created. It sounds like a big task, but it's not. With the correct guidance and tools, this can happen over a few days in the form of multiple workshops. Benjamin Franklin summed it up really well when he said, failing to plan is planning to fail. The person who fails to plan, plans to fail. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. <laughs> the message is clear. If you do not take the time to strategically plan, then you risk failure and failing for the sake of not planning is pretty stupid. To further detail the basics and ensure you are able to start planning, I will share with you the two very simple strategic planning models that I use. These are the very same models I teach my clients and I have used in my business previously. For first timers, use this basic model. So develop your purpose and mission. Establish key objectives uh, that you want to meet. Implement, measure, monitor, and review. Now, if you have practiced the basic model, uh, use the goal planning model, which has a greater focus on establishing key goals, vision, purpose, and mission. You then create strategies and action plans to achieve these. In this model, you create an implementation plan of who does what with roles and responsibilities, and finally, you measure, monitor, and review frequently. Test the plan by considering what-if scenarios. Focus your discussion on the impact of the external change and discuss the impact this would have. In light of these basic models, let me share with you some strategic tools to stimulate your thinking and discussion. Now, I'm going to put these uh, in the show notes for your reference, but please continue to take notes if you already are. Note, these are just some of the tools that I have used in strategic thinking workshops. There are many, many more out there uh, for you to experiment with. Uh, so let's start with so you let's start with the As Ansoff matrix, the BCG matrix, the Porter's five forces. There's an organic growth or merger acquisition model, the Blue Ocean strategy, the disruptive strategy, the innovation landscape model, the Hedgehog concept, and Porter's generic strategies. Now, when creating a strategic plan, make sure that you involve others. Vision and goals will be far more accepted and implemented if others share in its development. Now, you can strategically plan with other directors and owners, experienced members of your team, uh, members of your advisory board, or an external consultant. The key is diversity, diversity of thought and lateral thinking. I know this is all a bit deep, but I really want to give you lots of value for your time. So if you have been paying attention and taking notes, you should now be able to understand and implement the key stages within the strategic planning process for a small to medium enterprise. Uh, I hope that you can now apply commonly used strategic planning and monitoring tools, as well as frameworks, and hopefully you uh, understand the role that owners, directors, and other stakeholders have in the development of a strategic plan. Now, with this in mind, let me tell you from my experience why strategies fail so that you can avoid making the same mistakes on your journey. But before I do, consider this phrase coined by Peter Drucker, culture eats strategy for breakfast. It was made famous by Mark Fields, the president of Ford in 2006, 
It's critical to take note that strategy, capabilities, and culture need to be aligned and that culture accounts for a great deal of company failures. Make sure you create an aligned strategy by consulting all stakeholders. I'm sure I'll do an entire podcast on culture soon where we can explore this in much more detail. But back to the point, there are many reasons why strategies fail and here is a list of some of the most obvious that I have experienced and witnessed in the past. Remember, knowledge is power and being aware of the pitfalls uh, better positions you to succeed, not fail. So please write these down if you can or come back to this section of the podcast. The reasons why strategies fail include plans are created uh, simply for the plan's sake. There is an unwillingness uh, or the inability to change. The environment is not understood. The result is the sole focus and that is dangerous. The wrong people are in leadership positions. Now we've heard that before. You're not fully committed, right? Now you can't just dip your toe in. Market uh, place reality, facts and assumptions are often ignored. Uh, There's little accountability uh, or follow through. Uh, Not having the right people on the bus is really important. There are also unrealistic goals, a lack of resources, not enough focus and too many distractions. You know, some people get caught up in shiny new object syndrome or the plan is written and put on the shelf to collect dust. Now you can avoid all these by simply being aware of them, but you can manage the risk of failure by identifying risks associated with achieving the strategic objectives. See, if they can be treated, managed or mitigated and have a plan for the obvious ones within your strategic plan, then you're okay. Some of the less obvious key reasons why strategies fail are that incorrect strategy selection, competing values and agendas, a lack of market relevance. There is an inappropriate business case. There an inadequate uh, buying from the team. There's some poor decision making, uh, inadequate handoff to the team. Uh, there's cultural resistance, uh, insufficient detail in the design of the plan. Uh, it's slow to act and deliver and an unwillingness to recognize failure is also a problem. So in light of all these risks, the greatest risk though to strategy failing is actually implementation. In fact, 65% of strategic plans fail on implementation. So how do you avoid the implementation risk? Take action. Use an action plan format that takes into account timelines, roles, responsibilities, budgets, and KPIs. In my strategic plans, we use a simple traffic light system for reporting progress. And this flags anything left behind or unattended to. We establish KPIs for each of the strategies. We ensure that they are um, measurable and information is available for those tasked with the strategy. We establish potential trends and timelines for achievement and we include a trigger point for review in the event that things are not achieved on time. We measure financially um, through achieving projections and budgets and we we use our monthly cash flow forecast our P&L and our balance sheet. In some cases in my bigger businesses and those of my clients, we use a dashboard based on the balance scorecard, whereby we review our vision and strategy across four perspectives, which include financial, customer, and internal process and innovation and learning. If your strategy is working, you can sleep well at night, trusting your management team. If your strategy is not working and you're anxious, 
uh, and uncertain and confused or even frustrated, then stop with the emotion and start drilling down and identify why it's not working. Create a learning culture rather than a blame culture. Find what is needed to fix it if it's broken or simply create a strategy if it doesn't exist. Many business owners and executives get strategy wrong. Some never started with one. For some, it's broken or even wrong. And for others, the environment has changed significantly. Now, you can rewrite your strategy and you don't need to fail to realize this. We are in the fastest paced change in history of the world. As things change, your strategy needs to be checked and updated as appropriate. Now, how often uh, you might be thinking, well, that depends on the organization and the pace of change in your industry. Usually, an annual review will suffice, but something may trigger an earlier review, um, like what we're experiencing right now. If this is you, or you know someone who needs to review their strategic plan, please share this podcast with them. As an executive advisor and uh, an advisory board member to several companies, I am well-versed and equipped in strategic development as well as crisis management. There are lots of business advisors, management consultants, uh, accountants, and commercial lawyers that can assist. Reach out to those that you already use, and if you don't like their responses or outcomes, then get in touch with my team and see if we can help you navigate the storm and uncover the growth opportunities through this pandemic. If you loved the podcast, please take a minute to rate it and provide a review. This helps others know the content I'm sharing is valuable. If you have any topics uh, you would like me to share on future podcasts, please, please send me an email to hello at businessgrowthmindset.com. In this time of need, what we can do best is plan, consider and act. To be able to do so, we need to create a clear vision and purpose so that we can build our own resilience and that of our teams, allowing us to persevere and endure. For all of us, from all of us, keep safe and maintain your distance. Don't hoard, wash your hands, and most important of all, use the digital tools that you have available to stay connected with the people that matter the most to you. Host a daily Zoom or after work drinks on Zoom. We, we must care for our most vulnerable and ensure that they are not exposed unnecessarily. Listen to the government and the medical advice, but remember, you have a mind of your own so you can make tougher choices for you and your family if you choose to. Please take care during this time. Be kind, be compassionate, be considerate, and more important of all, be calm. As always, live with purpose and be safe. Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1-300-643-229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year or three years from now. 
In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1300 643 229 now and start building momentum.